Uh, we're we're live. I think I think we're live. Hello, hello. It is Dead Laws session two. How's everyone doing? <laughs> it's been a week. Uh, it feels like yeah, it's, it's been, been seventy-five years. I'm dying. <laughs> I want to do more Dead Laws. It was both a long wait and it suddenly snuck up on me somehow. Still, yeah, <laughs> I am going through withdrawals. Oh, you poor thing! You, oh my god! Did we just like play last night or something? <laughs> That's how it feels. Yeah. I, had a, I had a busy weekend, so I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> you yeah, like an dissociative feud writing for like a week, and then like time teleported <laughs> me here. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, it's like I it, it, people don't realize like we took six months off from Cape Escape, um, you know, and it's been a lot of planning for Ka and I and writing in the the interim and trying to make sure that we're ready for this, but like everyone else gets to just hang out and be like, yeah. oh, I can't wait for the next thing. I can't look, I can't wait to look forward for it. I've been like edging for, for <laughs> months now on like, oh, I can't wait to see this play out. Uh, I can't wait. Children call it gooning now. Oh, they oh, sure do. No. I was like, I should figure out some of these character dynamics the day before our first stream. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a I have a 40,000 word character Bible <laughs> just sitting in Google Docs. It's different folks. It's like why you bring different kinds of people to an escape room so you, you can actually win with your different yeah. approaches. Spray uh, me, I'll break everything. I'll find that fucking key. That, that's the kind of player I like to have. One so, that makes me think of things I did not think of in prep. Behind the scenes, we have been completely overwhelmed by the fan response because holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are already comic yeah. adaptations of scenes that we that happened last week. Like, there's, a, there's been a mountain of stuff. I cannot believe this. Fan artists are fast. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been an amazing week seeing all of the creations from everywhere. Like seeing it all across Tumblr, Twitter, Blue Sky. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, this show doesn't have a huge reach, so I'm just like, that's. We have like a concentration of creative people watching. Yeah, there's a very high density of like viewer engagement to viewer fan creation. And I think, you know, it's worth it's worth just saying in a recording here during the live stream, like if you guys want to make comics or, or like, you know, fan omake or little, you know, memes and stuff like feel free to meme, meme us up. Remix yeah, it, do I whatever put them you want. In, like, I do it's a little slideshow in the bonus video, Idle Banter, which I forgot to probably, I probably should have explained that at some point in the first episode of this show. But like, the, the schedule is that we do one stream a week. I split that into two videos at the part where we do a break. And then the bonus discussions that I have recorded, I put into like a third video called Idle Banter that's just like us actually talking about the game instead of as the game. And that's that. And that's where all the fan art goes, because oh my god. Oh my there's god, there's so much. <laughs> Holy hell. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, th thank you so much for all the fan art and all of the posts and the retweets. Uh, it really helps us a lot when that sort of stuff goes out. 
Uh, I know very personally for me, it was it was a really flattering experience to see, you know, the Beck art that people did. I'm sure everyone else feels this way. There was a lot of Argo. There was a lot of Chance uh, and Conrad and just every single moment. I know Lynn got a really funny comic by Perp today. So, so good. Uh, thanks. So good. Thanks again to, to everyone who, who did that because it's really awesome. And Nicodemus got to be daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think the, uh, the shooting the star, the runaway success, was our good Sheriff Stilton. Yeehaw. Oh, yeah, Stilton, the fan favorite. <laughs> Everyone, you know, give, give a good uh, moment of a yeehaw for the, the, long, the long-resting Stilton. Rest yeehaw. in peace, my friend. Uh, so I think when we start up today, we're going to take a look at the aftermath of that. Are we are we all ready to get started? Is everyone stretched Let's to unpack this mess? Yeah. Ready to rock. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I go. think we're, re- we're good to get going then. So let's go ahead and start ourselves up. Let's see. Get some music going. Bring us back to the churchyard. Get our fire going, get nice and toasty. (laughs) All right. Welcome to the Deadlaw's Yule Log. (laughs) (laughs) So we return to Southpaw in the aftermath of a gunfight that broke out in and around the uh, sold chapel that stands on the edge of town. I don't know if I'd call him the perpetrator, but certainly the star of the gun show uh, has left the scene. He has decided combat is over and has made his way on down to Mortadella's meat wagon, leaving behind several bodies in his wake, along with the scattered remnants of the posse that was put together to fight this fire. On the ground, we see the collapsed body of Sheriff Stilton. Oh, no! No! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it just struck me as a little funny. Just twisting the knife. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. It's good work. In his last moments, he had put himself between the legendary outlaw. Taslin Beck and the young, innocent Kit, who now cries over his body. Now, Nicodemus. <laughs> oh, Nicodemus, you were a little late getting to this particular party, and you just saw two men shot before your very eyes. Conrad nursing a nasty-looking gut wound, and Sheriff Stilton, who took one straight to the chest. Who do you tend to first? Uh, who do I see first? Uh, you see both of them. Uh, you, uh, they're both uh, around like a semicircle around where they were confronting Beck outside uh, the burning church. So they're both pretty equidistant. OK, I'll go to so Stilton Conrad. Is that what you said? Yeah, Conrad, who's uh, got a gut wound and Stilton, who is on the ground, still is bored. You know what? I think Conrad looks good for now. I'll check on him later, but I'm, I'm going to go for Stilton. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've got Conrad. All right. So you're going to take a look at Stilton then? Yeah. All right. So as you were approaching this gunfight, having just tended to the unconscious Rick Ryder already, 
you saw the shot. You saw Beck plug him right in the chest, point blank. Now, usually there ain't no coming back from something like that. But when you get close, when you lean in, you do hear the faint beating of his heart, the faint scent of beans upon his shallow breath. Seems his <sighs> reflex to play possum even managed to fool the cold-blooded killer Beck. That said, he's hurt real bad, the kind of wound it'd take a miracle to survive for more than a few moments. But you've seen miracles before, haven't you? You've seen them in the sunrise, reflected across the tranquil pond, in the delicate touch of a gentle breeze on a hot summer's day, in the birth of a new queen for a honeybee colony you thought had collapsed. Clutching that book that has brought you so much wisdom, so much peace, a passage comes to mind. When we bring what is within out to the world, miracles happen. So the question is, Nicodemus, can you work us up a miracle, or has the sheriff yeed his last haw? I'm not much in the business of miracles, but... I'm in the business of trying, so let's give it a try. <laughs> All right. So essentially, this would have been uh, your action on the last round of combat, doing a support roll to help him with his vigor check to survive the aftermath of combat. So he has to roll a four on a D4 to survive combat. Your support check can help him with that. So okay. give me a healing roll. And you can use a Benny on this if it doesn't go your way. You got a couple Bennies at your disposal. Let's go explosions. All right, right, that's not going to be good enough to help him out any. Do you want to spend a Benny on that? I'll spend a Benny. All right. Hit that Benny button in chat and then it'll automatically reroll it for you. didn't uh the one did you hit the one in chat the i hit the one i hit the one on my character sheet but i'll uh, hit the one again. in chat yeah yeah he means that you can hit a you can hit the benny button on the roll yeah that'll automatically you might take have care to of expand it. it or something though maybe all right so that is a four that is enough to grant him a plus one on his vigor check do you want to <laughs> let it sit there or see if you can get a raise and give him even more benefits on his vigor roll how would i do that so you could spend another Benny to try and get an eight. An eight is what you would need to give him a plus two to his roll instead of a plus one. Okay. I don't. I don't think I can roll an eight with a six dice. Straight. It means you have to. It means you have to roll a six, and then it explodes and gets you yep. roll another another dice on top of that. Mm. That's the only way you could get that high. So do you want can to I... waste your Bennies on that, or you want to say, <laughs> "Damn, waste"? <laughs> you know what? Ooh. You know what? this is tough. This is tough. Is he, is um, he worth it? <laughs> You know what? He's worth. He's worth it. He's worth it. Let's do it. Can't believe God put his thumb on the scale. <laughs> no. All right, let's re-roll Let him that die. again. Oh, oh so you're close. getting closer. No. All right, last one. Last uh. one. I, I really want to save this man. Oh, oh. no! Oh. 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 
one short. All right, he's still right, getting a plus right. one on his roll, though. All right, I trust no. <laughs> We'll see how that goes for him. And truth be told, I did a couple test rolls before we started tonight, and he rolled a one on every single one. So hopefully, I got good. all the ones out of my system. That's how dice um, work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how they They're work. They're just like cards. Yeah. So let's see. He needs to roll a four, and you're giving him a plus one, so a three will be fine. <laughs> oh! 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 oh my goodness. Still oh my God. Live. <laughs> you lay your hands upon this man, this bullet straight through his chest, and you realize it's managed to thread the needle right between his lungs. So while there, there's a lot of blood and there's a lot of damage done, and he certainly won't be walking or talking anytime soon, you think you just might be able to save his life. All right, so with that successful vigor check, he is stable and he is not going to die immediately. He will have to roll on the permanent injury table later, but we can worry oh. about that later. Uh, fun fact, if he rolls brain damage on the permanent injury table, there is no change because he is already at the minimum value. Now he'll only say oh. yeehaw like a Pokemon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I gotta do him dirty like that. <laughs> Alright. All right, so, I'm gonna calm down this kid and say, he's breathing. He's breathing, son. You look at this kid and give me a notice roll for reading his expression. Okay. <laughs> damn thing. This this kid is a stone wall. You can't read him at all. He seems like completely non-responsive as you tend to Stilton. You're not sure what's going through his mind, but it looks like he ain't quite as excited about seeing the legendary outlaw as he was a few minutes ago. No. Something about that romantic notion of shooting the sheriff seems to have spoiled having seen it firsthand. Yeah, did something happen since that was a crit fail? Uh, uh, as a crit fail, just you're not reading him at all. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Uh, if that was a, a more high stakes role, something terrible would have happened. But just reading the boy, no. Got it, got it. I, I didn't it's, think so. But It's yeah. like you've never seen a face before. <laughs> <laughs> Expressions. Never heard of them. <laughs> All right. Um. Meanwhile, Conrad's just bleeding over here. Well, Argo so, is uh, well is, is has a long history of working miracles. Oh, does he? Yeah. So he's gonna come up to Conrad. Hey, how, how you doing, Conrad? You holding it together? Not really. No. Here, let me Vince let me just, just let me sitting just... here with bloody hands because he had let tried just... to help a couple of times. Oh. <laughs> Let me just take a look at you. Let, let me let me get those glasses for you. And he just takes Conrad's glasses off. Are you really qualified for this? And the moment the glasses off, he just hardest full force open hand slap across the face. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell were you thinking? Did they not teach city folk anymore not to make a deal with the devil, especially when they come out and come out? They're all non-hypothetical and actually walking the earth. When you meet a vampire on the road, you do not invite them in. 
What the fuck? <laughs> can, can anyone help me here? Uh, can, I, can I actually go over to Conrad and help him still? Oh, sure. He's just holding Conrad by the collar right now. If you this bow's black on the town, I, I, so, I swear to God, this will be the end of you. All right, Conrad looks bad, but you know, I figure <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen worse. And I think... <laughs> if you want to treat that wound immediately, you might have to tap into a little bit of your power. That's what I'm going to do, actually. All right, excellent. So if you want to do that, you can give me a faith roll. Okay. All right. That's a success. That's not, that's not the faith roll. Oh, I was looking at the wrong dice. That's me harming Conrad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a success. All right. So let's see. Uh, with that, you actually get a raise. What is the effect of raising with that? <laughs> All right, um, that I believe would have actually taken care of two wounds, but Conrad only has one. So you just hey. do a really good job. And I can make more. <laughs> <laughs> As you lean in and tend to his wounds, you feel the words of your book of wisdom coming through to you and guiding your hand. And you see something a little strange, actually, as you're patching up Conrad. The flesh, the sinews that make up his body are changing a little bit at your touch. They're hardening and weaving together like vines. It almost looks like botanical mass is forming to patch that wound. But, Conrad, you feel the pain subsiding immediately in a way that is almost frightening. Like you almost worry you're going into shock from how suddenly the pain goes away. But it does go away, and that wound is removed. Has any of us seen Nico Demas do this before? I don't think Nicodemus has seen Nicodemus do this before. Oh. Yeah, he's Ar a Argo bit missed it because about... he was looking down at his hands, which you realize are now covered in blood, and he's now wiping it on Conrad's shirt. <laughs> did he keep his? Does he wear gloves? Argo, oh. yeah, and yeah. Nicodemus. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he he's he's thinking. Uh, uh, what the? What did you do? I didn't do nothing. I just patched you up with a little trick I knew, with a little tie. Maybe I... something's going around the town that caused this. I don't, I don't, I don't, this wasn't me. I have so many questions that might have to wait. Holy hell, thank you. Don't know if you should be thanking me, but you're welcome. And Argo, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Everyone in this town looks up to you. For safety, they think y you can help? That nun in there, we don't know what she was going to do. You were just hiding. I shot her, thinking she might kill one of us. And you're pissed off at me? What is wrong with you? You think I care about the nun? You just invited the devil into this town. 
We are oh, adrift in the God. middle of the ocean on the last piece of wood, and we all just felt it sink. Uh, I'd like to know what you think he would have done different. That man is scary. He shot I Rick. wouldn't want any part of him being mad at me. And yeah, you were a lot of help. At least what? I tried to help. I didn't try to blow up the town. <laughs> All I knew is that people were in danger and I was trying to help. If you don't like it, whatever. Argo's by is just on autopilot. He's just like redressing himself all perfect and prim and proper without even as if his as if it's not even like his head and his body are two, having two separate scenes. <laughs> Has he reacquired his shirt? That's the idea. <laughs> so none of you have seen this boxcar guy before Only in town in stories, but not in town, not in town. No, he, he ain't shows been up. here and we've been stuck here a while. As you bring up that name, you do see Kit slowly mumble to himself. Boxcar back did this. As much as I hate to say it, yeah, I think he just tried to kill me, or I guess maybe he wasn't trying to kill me because I'd be dead, but if he got in here later than everyone else and he got an okay, he knows more about what's happening than any of us, I think. We can't afford to lose you. We need to look at that blood. Uh, blood. I almost forgot. I honestly had already forgotten about that <laughs> at this point, uh, but you're right. There, there's a bunch of things we got to figure out. Speaking of which, who's holding that jar of Rick Ryder's blood right now? <laughs> I believe I that say was it. Conrad. Yeah, I, I had it. it. So, <laughs> did it did it uh, get broken at any point of me getting sh like? <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't really matter because I soaked it up into a cloth. So, give me a yeah, notice you soaked that with your body for Conrad. Oh, uh, give you a what? Notice. Let's see. Oh, hell yeah. All right, Conrad, you take a look and you see that this jar, briefly home to a bee, is that now contains the sample of Rick's blood, proves quite the strange sight. The once crimson fluid seems to have soured into a mass of black ichor that gyrates before your very eyes, forming countless tiny little spikes that point outwards in a particular direction. The heck? Sweet baby Jesus. Uh, okay, I mean, we've already got something to work with here. Don't know what it means, but... Blood don't normally do that, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does not do this now. <laughs> um... Can I give another notice check? Yeah, what are you looking over? Let's see. Um, how, how much of the church is like left, basically? Well, I guess I'll roll first. Yeah. So let's see. Because you said there were human. I mean, there were. Uh, there definitely people's remains in there. Yeah. And 
you might yeah you didn't get <laughs> you didn't get a too good of a look from your vantage since you never went into the church yourself you're looking no. from way out here i'm gonna stick with that so I, I didn't find any uh there weren't any intact toes in there huh um you could probably go in and search for some but it is actively on fire and any toes there may have become property of the fire by now uh, I, th I, th I think I'm good for now. I'm good for now. All right. They're proper toasty. <laughs> no. <laughs> Delayed reaction. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if, cook, if they're already cooked for the goblin, I mean. Maybe you like some raw. Does it look like the fire is at risk of spreading outside of the church, like tall grass or anything like that? Nah, thankfully the the church is pretty far away from the road in the rest of the town, and it's just dirt and dust around it. So even if you don't burn it out, it's just going to burn itself out. No risk of spreading really, unless there's some real high winds that pick up suddenly. Should we go make sure this bet guy isn't starting trouble in the bar? Even if he is, I don't reckon we can do much about it. But probably. It asked for an audience. Yeah, we don't want to. I feel like if we don't do what he said, he's probably just going to come back out here and kill all of us. So probably a good idea to do what he mm -hmm. says. All right. Is, is the <clears throat> sheriff safe to move? Uh, Yeah, you could probably move him. Where do you want to take him to? Probably not to back. Maybe we can take him to his office before uh, we go in. All right. Yeah, I can help with that. So you go and you drop Stilton off at the station, and it seems like Kit's going to stay with him there. There's also the uh, the whorehouse under the bar, which might be safe. The what? <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the what? <laughs> <laughs> what is the what, what what would be like the talk to child skill <laughs> uh, either persuasion or intimidate based on your uh, particular motivations um, is this for talking to kit or talking to argo we need to clarify here. <laughs> uh i think i want to talk to kit um all right like i'm not I'm not trying to, like, reach out and make a connection here, but I am trying to let him know you need to stay here. Keep an eye on Stilton. We'll be back for you. If there's any trouble, just hide. Uh, all right, mister. Uh, what do I do if he starts getting worse? Well, there's the million-dollar question right there. Come straight for me. <laughs> all right. All right, and with that, it seems like everyone is probably headed to Mortadella's next. Is that about right? I could use a drink. Yeah. yeah. All right. So everybody except for Beck, go ahead and give me a notice check. Hmm. <laughs> That's a go. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> so many dice. <laughs> Uh, would that be chance. Cheetah Prince dice for the <laughs> cheetah? I think that's appropriate. Beautiful. All right. As you are passing through Main Street, 
you see the slumped over form of Rick Ryder slowly starting to stir where Lynn had deposited him outside of the saloon. He isn't quite looking himself. Now that you take a good look at him. Uh, who's all going to notice this? Chance, Argo, and Conrad. You lay eyes upon him and you realize there is something very wrong with Rick Ryder. Concurrent with the spread of those nasty pustules across his body, a lot of his fur is starting to fall out, revealing massive patches of dark discoloration beneath, where his flesh has begun to twist and warp in ways most unsettling to behold. Oh. 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 Yes. And he what y'all hoeing about? <laughs> Lynn doesn't what see shit. And uh, Put my Rick hand rises. On my, on my gun. <laughs> oh, that, that's a smart move. Riz, uh, Rick rises with a groan, uh, slowly getting his bearings and getting onto his hooves. And he says, What? Anyone see that train would hit me? That's. That's Rick? Just to be clear, I did not do that. <laughs> Ricky, that you? Yeah, that's right. I got, you got something on my face. All right, put you down once. So why don't you go ahead and just stay there? Oh, you're the one responsible for this math of headache I got, eh? Well... <laughs> uh, Maybe it's time that I pay that back in the side. He seems to be having difficulty speaking as there is a long tongue that does not seem to fit in his maw. And you notice his teeth have grown sharper as if they are designed for something other than grazing as cattle do. Uh, can I try to yell at him to stay put. Oh, sure. Give me an intimidation. Can do. Ooh. 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 Oh. Uh. Oh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is a lot of intimidation. <laughs> All right. You put him down once. You can put the fear of God in this, man. What are you doing? I think I'm just, like, <laughs> stomping forward. Still... Every, like, just putting myself before everyone else and just uh, creating some space and just saying, Rick, I'm going to need you to go ahead and stay put. I swear to God, if if we end up in a party where we have a six person party, the biggest party we've ever had on this show, and if we end up getting fucking six familiars, six minions <laughs> in this party through the sheer force of a monster taming we have collected, you know, Nico's gonna have a bee, Lynn's gonna have Rick here, like, Conrad's gonna have the gremlin. I'm gonna lose my mind. I did not sign up to play Pokemon. Lynn really walked up to the unspeakable monstrosity and just said, sit. Stop. <laughs> sit, boy. So, uh, basically, yeah, 
I think Rick's going to do a sit boy here. He uh, he actually falls back on his ass, his uh, tail much thicker than it used to be, and causes him to yipe as he reach, leans down onto it. And he says, all right, Jesus, don't have to go getting uncivilized on me. Uh, I think that at this point, Lynn just turns to Conrad's. Do you think that has anything to do with the uh, little jar of blood? Uh, Starting to put it, two and two together here. Right. I mean, yeah, definitely. There's something, the blood is corrupted in some way, and it's changing his form. It's the sickness. <laughs> Lin's just mut- has, uh, Arco's just muttering to himself, like, I told that fool not to go out too far. We had a system. Bucky never fucked this up. What do you mean, go out too far? Look around us. What do you think is out there? Nothing good. A whole lot of nothing. Where the hell is Bucky? That's a good question. You haven't seen him all day. There's not a role for that, right? <laughs> it's a, it's intuit. Notice Bucky. <laughs> yeah, you give a, a, a notice or a common knowledge. Feels like notice would be based on... Yeah, whether or not he's here finding traces of I don't know. But it is my my thing I do. Maybe if I raise, no. (laughs) Well, you ain't seen him around. Seen hide nor hair of him. Don't even see those uh, big old rabbit footprints of his uh, around anywhere either. Can I try and persuade this monster? Because it seems like he has some sentience still. Oh, yeah. Um, What do you want to persuade him to do? I just want to say... You look real sick. Uh, you gotta stay put. Can you tell us what you encountered if you left the encampment? I, I wanna know. No, uh, y'all think I'm sick? Uh, I don't feel sick. I feel, uh, hungry, actually. We could go for some, uh, some little sausages. All right. Ones. Well, what do you got to say, Argo? Let, let's hear what you got to say about this. Can you get this giant mountain of a man with a... Leave me alone. Oh, you're his now. That's how this what? works. What do you mean I'm his? Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's Oh, you're not ready to take works. responsibility for this, Lynn? I already said I didn't do this. <laughs> Why is he blaming you, Argo? Uh, that's not the important question right now. Rick uh, scratches himself with that uh, transformed set of talons he's growing, and you see his eyes drifting down to y'all's feet. Mm. <laughs> I gotta. I'm gonna just like have my shotgun at the ready. Um, just do a quick check. Yep, there's shells in there. Uh, if y'all need to go on ahead, keep an eye on this one. Your call. Maybe we better tie him up. Now what in the cotton picket hell are you gonna tie me up for? I'm a free citizen of this particular town. Under whose authority? Oh, Sheriff Stilton, of course. 
He said we could tie you up. Oh, shit. He did? <laughs> yeah, he Damn. wasn't too happy with you uh, messing up Mortadella's last night. Oh, that wasn't my idea. That was... And he looks up to Argo before he realizes he shouldn't say nothing more. Whose idea was it? I'd really like to know why I woke up in Stilton's office. <laughs> Every hero needs his villain, as uh, all Rick seems to say on that regard. Argo, did you see what happened? Of course I saw what, what happened. I stopped it. Like I, I always don't do. believe that for a second. <laughs> I, 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 ge I, ge I gesture at the infected man in front of us. Stopped it, huh? This is a whole other... We've been talking about last night. I think regardless of what we're talking about, I don't really trust anything you have to say at this point. Well, All right, well let's stay on topic. There's a devil in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I agree on that. You can trust he's going to shoot us. I don't know what to trust from you. I can trust this thing is going to try to, I'm guessing, eat our toes. I don't he's want that to he's definitely He's getting hungry for our toes, yes. Uh, as you mentioned toes twice, in fact, you see Rick's eyebrows raise, and he starts considering some things that haven't really come to mind before. <laughs> don't you be thinking about our toes. Why do you keep saying that? Uh, Let's tie him up. Yeah, you think you can tie him up? I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I think we can manage that. Alright. I got some rope. Of course I you... fucking have rope. <laughs> you get your rope out and you manage to tie up old Rick Rider. Give me a strength check. I want to see how good the, your tie job is. Oh, Ooh. I'm going to use a Benny. <laughs> Make sure it's good and tight. Oh. Uh. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good nod. You could full shabari this man if you wanted. Kinda. <laughs> but you make sure those wicked claws of his ain't gonna have enough room, enough leverage to swipe through those ropes and get him undone. That ought to hold. And ought to hold. For now. You behave, oh. okay? Best I can. Mm. Don't trust <laughs> that nun. Well, the nun's dead, so. <laughs> All right. With that, y'all heading into the bar? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I don't headed. I think there's in. any more delay in it. All right. Let's say goodbye to Rick then and get the. <laughs> oh oh Jesus Argo disappears where'd Argo go where'd Argo <laughs> I don't want to introduce myself to the the monster you know what that's probably the smart thing the smartest <laughs> thing you've done all night alright the bar seems pretty empty now save for that mysterious stranger that just rolled in and for Mortadella Beck, when you came in here, you saw her cleaning up after all the people who'd done cleared out at the sound of the gunfight just down the road. 
and she locks eyes with you and you see her eyes are full of fear but she don't raise a ruckus she don't scream she don't yell she takes one look at you and wordlessly starts fixing you up a meal seeing how's you just skin and bones walking into her establishment you get the impression she's just not capable of turning away a hungry moth. So Beck stands in the door uh, of the saloon, darkening that doorway for just long enough to scope out the entire bar. Uh, Can you give me a rundown of every person who is currently in here? Uh, as I am danger-sensing what I have just walked into. Are there any threats? Are there any living people other than Mortadella? It is just Mortadella. This place is eerily quiet. You do get the impression that it was full of people just minutes ago. There's mugs and plates strewn about and that uh, she seems to be bussing as you get here. Mm-hmm. It seems like they all cleared out because of the sounds of that gunfight out on Main gotcha. Street. So I think after a moment of standing there, uh, Beck begins to walk just slowly up to the counter, perches himself on a stool, then moves, unholsters his gun, makes it very clear that he has it, and then sets it on the counter within reach towards her, but not pointing at her just to make it clear that he could fire if he wanted to, and just says, Madam. You see her trying her best to calm her nerves. She takes a deep breath and responds to you with a soft head nod to acknowledge your presence. She ends up getting some sausages down that are strung up above and arranges them on a plate for you. Another look, and she thinks better about adding some vegetables to that plate. But then she starts looking through the bottles arranged behind the bar and grabs a bottle of tequila and sets that down before you. And she asks, you drink the worm? Hmm. Got anything Irish? Oh. Can't say we have a lot of demand for that out here, but I think we have something in stock. And she I think... does manage to procure a bottle of uh, Irish whiskey. Perfect. I think Beck, despite putting on an air of intimidation and strength, uh, Beck believes in uh, freedom and honor and respect, uh, but in the way that a criminal or an outlaw believes in these ideals. Uh, And so he is just sitting there at the bar, quiet, doesn't look her in the eye, isn't watching her, is just waiting for his meal and his drink, waiting for his guest to arrive. And it doesn't take too long for your guests to follow up coming on in to the meat wagon on Beck's coattails. So I think just then, as he hears the doors to the saloon open, uh, Beck just reaches over the counter and grabs two 
of the crystal glasses that are just sitting there, pulls them over and just takes the bottle that she had placed and just pours himself two fingers of Irish whiskey and then pours two fingers of Irish whiskey in the other glass and sets it down in front of the chair next to him, the stool next to him, without even looking behind and just says, took you long enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just, uh, I'm going to go right ahead and just sit down uh, next to Beck. Now, Beck, give me a notice check as this duck sits down next to you. Perfect. Uh, let me do that. His notice is bad. Oh, but. that's exactly what I needed. <laughs> that's great. Love that. Oh, all oh, right. God. That, that's a raise despite him having a bad notice. So not only do you notice that he is carrying himself as if he was not just shot in the gut, speaking to a degree of fortitude you did not expect in him. You think back to when you saw him shoot the nun in that burning church with the haste that he pulled out his weapon and the certainty with which he fired and took that life. You don't think this is his first time doing that. Mm -mm. Beck pulls up the glass, takes a long sip. The ice clinks in the glass as he does it. Takes a deep breath out and just goes... Every bullet fired is a debt incurred. This isn't your first debt, is it, little man? Uh, no, it's not. Hmm. Didn't think so. Real men drink when they talk business, so take a sip or I'll know you're not serious and I'll put a bullet between your eyes. I instantly grab it and uh, drink it down right away. Ooh, that's the good shit, too. Uh, Nicodemus, if you've arrived, you realize that's the uh, the top shelf whiskey that you have provided to this establishment that probably shouldn't be wasted on uh, everyday drinking, but this is a special occasion. It is indeed. I don't complain. I have a... Uh... I might need to roll for it. So tell me if I need to roll for this. Does Beck smell the magic that healed Conrad's wounds? I'm going to say with that raise, you do smell something otherworldly, something with the stink of the other side radiating mm. off that wound. But you can't tell what exactly caused it or where it came from. Just that gotcha. that's where it is now. How much... Do you know about this place? Not much. Um, before things changed, I uh, received a warning from Cape Karma. Uh, I was operating the heliograph tower, and we sort of had this non-distinct warning, uh, saying that something bad was coming, and then we lost signal. Uh, the two people I was working with left town. I drew the short stick to keep watch at the tower to see if we'd get any more signals. Um, you know, it was the following night uh, that things went dark. 
And that's pretty much all I know, unfortunately. I pretty much stayed uh, at the edge of town most of this last month. Let me put this straight. Y'all have been here for a while. I know time don't work here the way you're used to. Have you... tried to leave this place? I haven't, but from what I gather, there's a guy we just tied up outside who did try to leave, and he's not looking very good. Mm. A step forward. You know how? It's, uh... It's complicated. Take a seat. Mm. So, Beck <laughs> reaches over the counter again, <laughs> grabs another glass, sets it down next to Nico and just pours him a glass. Uh, as he goes to, uh, to, to slide the glass over to him, he pauses for a moment and goes, you know who you're drinking with, right? Someone who's drinking my whiskey. Good answer. Then he puts it down. Uh, Beck, uh, you know, appears relatively reticent to discuss this too much, not because he has any sense of fear in him, uh, but it's almost like he's struggling to put concepts into words. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just, after a moment of maybe chewing on it a little bit, taking a bite of his food even, he just says, it's called lots of different things. This place, the other side, the dream. We walk it. You might have heard in legends told by the natives of dream walkers, people that pass through the unconscious. Something like that. There's a bit of truth in everything. Now, I'd like a notice check from everybody but Beck. Nope. <laughs> nope, ain't seen shit. All right, so Conrad, Nicodemus, Chance, uh, you three notice. Uh, did I see one? Oh, yeah. Conrad, Nicodemus, Chance. You three notice as you're standing in this bar, the shadows being cast by the dim lights flickering overhead are acting in an unusual manner. They are casting both the shadows of what exists within here, along with a shadow of something that you don't see. It almost looks like there's a large feral beast stalking along the walls of the saloon, cast in shadow. It seems to linger near Beck in particular. Beck, your shadow, the one that walks with you, is stalking, yes, but not like it was before at the church. It seems more curious than it does ravenous. And for once, it almost feels sated, at least for the time being. That ever-present hunger that gnaws at your bones has settled into but a dull murmur 
for this one evening. And Chance, you got a raise on that. So you notice this shadow beast, this thing that stalks the halls. It almost sounds like it's purring. Oh. <laughs> so let's talk business then. And I think Beck turns to Conrad, smirks a little bit, and just says, You know, I killed many of your kind before. Government, I mean. You all do business your way. Um, out here we do business my way. Now I came here one way or another to find some people, and I've been looking for them for a very long time. I was gonna take my time hurting them. You hear me? I was gonna pull every one of their teeth out I was going to shave their skin off as I made them listen to what I had to say, as I made them give up the names and the places that I would go after this. And you took that great pleasure from me. You understand what you did. Now, the only reason you're still standing is because you, as much as I loathe to admit it, made a good point. Now you said, there isn't a problem you can't solve, and boy, you made a big problem for me, and you are gonna solve it. As far as I can tell, there's one lead left. You seen that flag out there? And he waits for Conrad. So, uh, I try to keep my best poker face and nod, but like a cartoonish gulp, like, uh, <laughs> like emits from my throat <laughs> as I try and swallow. Uh, yeah, uh, I understand. I will do everything I help to can uh, everything I can to help. Um, at this point, is that a good science roll? What are you trying to understand with that roll? I lay out my steel watch on the bar in front of me. I pull out my toolkit, I take apart my watch, and I remove the second hand and our hand, leaving only the minute hand behind, and I apply the blood to it, and I close the watch back up, basically turning it into a compass. Wow. You have made a Rick Ryder tracking compass. <laughs> Good job. Now you always know where Goblin Rick is. <laughs> uh, do I need to roll notice for Beck to understand what he's doing, or has my history tracking things in the other side given me the insight to know what he just did? You can give me notice, or you can give me a cult. Oh, uh, they're the same. Let's do an occult roll for fun. Eh. You're not quite sure. You might need him to explain it to you. Mm. Can I roll a cult? Uh, sure. Uh, 
Uh, despite having to lean over Beck to see what's going on here, you do actually get a pretty good impression of what this is and what it does. It uh, makes sense to you that now you realize this blood is pointing to the thing it came from. So by keeping it wound up in that watch, that is essentially making a tracker that points to where that blood came from. Now listen. That flag out there mentions someone named Barbados. I need to know everything you know about this Barbados. Says this town here belongs to him. With me being on the outside of this town this whole time, I have no idea how long that sign's been there. So, anyone else heard anything about this guy yet? I roll uh, common knowledge. Yeah, sure. I was going to mention the heart. You haven't heard of him. I did see that heart, though. That's true. You could bring that up. Yeah. Uh, Sister was acting funny uh, on account of she delivered a human heart, or rather had Lynn deliver a human heart for her to our establishment. Uh, Mm. Had something carved into it. You still have it? No, but I remember what it says. And I tell What did it say? Hmm. I think Beck is just sitting here in thought, a little bit confused. He's chewing his food. He takes a sip of the whiskey, kind of finishes the bottle, the glass, and realizes for the first time in months, maybe since Lhasa even, uh, that he can taste this. That that ravenous hunger that normally clouds his his uh, senses is gone and the food doesn't taste like ash to him it tastes real and it's it's just very sudden and strange and the fur on his arms begins to bristle and he looks to the the great beast that stalks in his shadow what is Erebus doing right now you see Erebus almost looks content the beast is laying down its tail flickering back and forth as the lights above flicker and you realize almost like a tapeworm he's just been taking everything you put into yourself and only just barely leaving you enough to survive to make sure you are always hungry Mm. Beck turns uh you know, to Conrad and looks at Nico and just goes, those people you know from the church, I didn't do that to them. They did that to themselves, and they'd done it before, too. Whatever you called them was not their names, let me tell you that. They were outlaws back in the day, traveling with some pretty nasty folk. I'd been tracking them through Utah, made a turn south about two weeks ago, couldn't find them, their caravan split off. 
They'd been masquerading as Mormons, they call them now. I had no idea where they went. They apparently came here. Nicodemus, give me a faith check. Ooh, hell yeah. So you remember when Sister Alice Paisley and the good father that came with her arrived in town shortly before it fell to the other side and took over at the church. They said they came down from Salt Lake, but they didn't seem like no Mormons you ever seen before. So this is really starting to add up with this new information that Beck is providing. Yeah, because they were masquerading as Catholics. Mm hmm. Hmm. Not right. Interesting. Tell me everything you know about them. Their names, at least, I can provide. The man on the cross, the goat, his name was Damascus. The nun, well, we all called her Billy, but her name was Wilhelmina. Their brother and sister. I knew her a long time ago, when she was maybe 12, 13. She'd been in this life a long time. Uh, Nicodemus is really, really concerned now because he didn't actually see the cross. Um, so this is the first year hearing about it. Yeah, because as far as he knew, you uh, Beck and Conrad had two things in common uh, that y'all were running into a fire and that you were shooting at a holy one uh, <laughs> Does, <laughs> I think Beck sees the concern in your face and just goes oh you didn't see then lucky you it was gruesome now I know you probably think that I was the one who started that fire but let me tell you it was gore top to bottom by the time I got there. Conrad, or not Conrad, doesn't know his name yet. Uh, mm -hmm. The duck here, he's got good eyes. He can tell you what he saw. Ain't that right, boy? What did you doesn't see? have good eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he made his own yeah, eyes. It, uh, it wasn't Beck. I mean, the carnage that was in there was widespread and... Not all of it was immediately fresh. Um, so, yeah. There was a big mess um, there before Beck got inside. It was people? Yes. Jesus. So, now, what I can say is places like this don't end up here by chance. This isn't just the normal way things happen. It had something to do with them. We're gonna get to the bottom of whatever this is about. Whatever brought you here and made this wrong space. It's gonna start with them and whoever this Lord Barbados is. And here's I'm thinking, this is an opportunity. Now, a long time ago, maybe five years ago, I wandered into the office of a woman I planned to kill. And it turned out, through some 
clever negotiation on her part. But that would have been a mistake for me. It presented an opportunity, and I see in this moment an opportunity. One that will lead to great success, maybe for all of us. Most certainly me, most definitely me. And you see he laughs and then reaches to the bottle and pours himself more whiskey and takes another sip. Says, well, first things first, I suppose an introduction is in order. You might have heard of me. My name is Taslin Beck. Some people think I died. They're not wrong. And yet I'm still here. And I plan to make it to the end of this here pickle. Duck here owes me a favor. I have no business with the rest of you. But I can say the taking may be good if you stick around. What do you say? Are we in business? I pour myself another shot, hold it up, and I say, the name's Conrad. I collect mold spores and fungus. And then I just take a shot. <laughs> Nicodemus helped manage the resources to keep, to keep people healthy. You can get us out of here. We're in business. We'll have to see about that, but yeah. Now, I ain't making any promises, but the Dream Sea is a dangerous place, but it can be walked. I think Beck looks at bar. Like, I'm not going to be left out of this. <laughs> and takes a seat on the other side of Conrad. Hmm. Anything's better than sticking around here. Name's Chance. That's a lucky name. Been lucky so far. I think Beck swivels to get out of his seat and just says, I am a bit of a cat person. And then <laughs> walks over to the shadow, the cat that's on the wall behind him. Mm -hmm. Uh... Beck reaches down to touch the shadow, to touch Erebus. Uh, does Erebus respond in any way? So as you approach it, in the same way that your shadow cast upon the wall grows larger as you get near mm -hmm. it, he grows larger as you get closer to him. And as you reach down to touch him, it's almost like he lashes out and wraps around your arm, becoming one with your shadow again. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to ask Ka a question that everyone <laughs> else won't understand. Is the thing Beck was reaching for now in his hand? Oh. Yes. Okay. Ah. Uh. Beck now turns back around, walks back to the bar, and says, Now listen here, proof of contract. If you're still mad about that wound I put in your gut at the time this is over, you can take this and make amends. And he sets the bullet that was loaded into uh, Sister Alice... Wilhelmina Hersene's gun 
and just leaves it standing upright in front of Conrad as he begins to walk outside. Of course, I just, I pick it up and look at it and just kind of think, holy shit. I just put it straight in my uh, breast pocket. He's got his autograph. Now, as he's walking outside, I think Beck just goes, there's no way to tell how the Dream Sea will treat us, but we can go look and see what the conditions are like. Now, before you can mosey on out of here, someone else does show up in the meat wagon. Let me go grab it. Coming through the doors in this somewhat full already establishment now that all y'all are here, you see the deputy, a uh, rather diminutive fellow uh, that Argo has had many runs in, run-ins with the past, who struts right in, not a care in the world, clearly not aware of what's been going on tonight. And uh, he stretches and looks around and immediately spots Argo, but thinks better than to point him out. But uh, he uh, struts on up to the bar, his spurs jingle jangle jingling, and he says, Hey, Mortadella, what the, what's on the offer today? This poor man is just completely unable to read the room. I think Argo was just staring at him wide-eyed, just like doing that like cutting motion at the neck to stop. Like, no. <laughs> uh, Mortadella looks very scared right now. She is not responding to him and it's causing him to look around confused and his eyes settle upon Beck and he squints a little bit and he says, do I know you from somewhere? Can Chance try to steal off his deputy badge? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a very good idea for this man's safety. Give me a thievery roll. That would be the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. Uh, that that's a success. You needed a four. <laughs> oh my god. Did just, just put that in my so, pocket. Just I think save right, Bucky's life. <laughs> I think comedic comedically, it's like it's uh the you know bucky here asks that and as beck is wheeling around to look at him it's like a just a and then just the badge is gone like it disappeared behind chance's hand perfect oh my gosh i think beck rests his hand on his gun uh in the way that like a desperado does where he's not showing that it's a gun but his hand is ready to quick draw and he just goes I don't know. You tell me. Hmm. Nope. Can't think of a where I've seen you before. Oh, well. Well, <laughs> y'all hear that weird commotion that's coming out the uh, the printing office down the street? I thought that place was closed up and nobody was living there no more. silence. Yeah, uh, Beck is just gonna keep walking, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps walking on out. 
Yeah, okay. Beck just walks through the saloon. He knows better than to fuck with, with to stick around when the law, law is here. I mean, yeah, even if he doesn't know he's the sheriff, he's like, I'm not. This is not my place. Yeah. All right. Because I think because I think Conrad's the only one who knows about what was going down over At there. At the print office. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Bucky, uh, Buck Deputy Bucky here will uh, stand on up and uh, sit himself down at the table, and uh, he has to move real fast because his pants fall down with his uh, deputy badge belt buckle uh, taken. He's like, oh, what, what the <laughs> hell did I get off to? I thought I put that on this morning. Huh. Uh, I'm going to spend a Benny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your persuading? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, the sounds you heard, nothing you got to worry about. It's just a science experiment I got going on. Uh, pay, pay no attention to it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's it's, it's highly me, sensitive. If you, if you so much as go in there and disturb the amount of light that's in the room, it could uh, really damage what I've been working on. So, uh, oh, yeah, it's like one of them of phonographs. There. Exactly. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll be <laughs> it for me to impede the march of science. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Y'all oh, have a good one now, you hear? smart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you needed to persuade him. Yeah. <laughs> just, just one extra sh assurance that no one's messing with that little gremlin. <laughs> 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 no comment on the, uh, the tied-up guy outside. <laughs> oh, no, that's normal around here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, with that, uh, are any of the rest of y'all departing after Beck, or do you want to share words with each other while he's out of earshot, hopefully? I'm, I'm definitely getting up and going after Beck. Yeah. I can't not find out what the heck he's talking about. Yeah, yeah just like, I, I don't have follow behind. I feel like I have nothing to resolve at this point. I'm lucky that uh, I'm alive and that uh, sure yeah, that, that Beck is... I'd rather be indebted to him than be dead. So I'll, that's what I'm working with. I'm just going right. to kind of also like try and like calm down Mortadella again and let her know that things are under control. What the hell was that? Was that really... A Legendary outlaw Taslin Beck, as people keep saying, the full and sobriquet. Hell if I know, but it's no weirder than what we've been seeing lately. Oh, goodness gracious. I think I'm going to have to shut the bar down for tonight. All we know is he thinks he's Beck, so let's treat him like one. Yeah, I've seen plenty of folks that think they're Jesus, too, but they don't usually have a gun. <laughs> 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 Well, you know, we got plenty of wine, so. Yeah, I guess we do. <laughs> All right, you take care now, Shug. I don't want to see you getting hurt. Take care of yourself. Then I walk out. All right. Argo's gonna grab Lynn on the way out. Where were you? <laughs> where that? Where are you going? You are not following them. You just want to stay in this town and rot away like Rick out there? This is Conrad's mess. He started this. You think it's a good idea that the way out of all of this is to sign a deal with the devil? Walk into the wasteland? 
What's more important is that the stuff that we've got ain't gonna last forever, so we need to actually have some resources if we want to stay here or leave. It's like that meme where, like, the person raises their finger up like they're about to say something. It's like, I'm ready to try to, like, defend or explain my situation once again, and I just, I just, I don't say anything. <laughs> this isn't really for anyone else anyway. <laughs> also, I miss my bees. Argo's just repeating the line, like, this is not our fight. Yeah, neither is this town. I'm not trying to stay here any longer than I need to. And it's already been a long time. He made sure of that. So we see a way out. Gonna try to take it. This place has been holding that, holding on by a thread for the last month, and I know you felt what happened when he got here. It got worse. And what I heard is a possible solution. Do you have one? Hero? We've made it this far, haven't we? This far? We haven't gone anywhere. We're in the same place we've been for the last 30 days. Living is winning. <laughs> is surviving on what's essentially rations really living? Yes! <laughs> and how long does that last? That's a great point, Argo. We need more <laughs> rations. <laughs> 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 Food's running out. As you can tell, people that try to go out come back, come back all messed up. Your little uh, friend out there, you want to explain all that? And your answer is to follow them? We've you made my no own choice. argument. Oh, I'm not really concerned if you come with us or not. And I, Conrad just walks out the door. You can stay here and survive until the rations go out, then figure out what to do from there, but... Can we make persuasion checks for players, or is that yeah, a... Yeah, those are fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I, tr can I try and persuade Argo? Yeah. Um, to come with us, um... So I guess I'll roll perf perf uh, Persuasion first. And that'll be a spirit from Argo. Nicodemus convinces Argo everybody hated that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand, George. You're playing wrong. You're supposed to convince the annoying party members to leave. You're <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Tell Will so, to shoot. Listen. You help me get some good stuff, I'll make you something special. All right? <laughs> All so right. you used your talk to child role? Yeah. <laughs> well, unless Argo's uh, gonna roll a spirit against that, that sounds like a success to me. What is his spirit? Let's see. It's a D8, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Okay. The good stuff. <laughs> like this man even knows what the good stuff is. <laughs> you can't ki you can't kid a kidder. Kinda wanna like try to intimidate you into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and like the flavor on that is like if you stay here, you're gonna die. You will die. 
especially when I'm not around and all of us aren't around, save your ass. Is that what you want? See that roll. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I spent a penny on that. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. That's a success, right? Yeah. It's a seven. Yeah, that's a success, depending on uh, if he wants to make a spirit roll against it. He's going to squeeze Lin's hand. It's like, what do you want to hear from me? That I'm fucking terrified? Because I am. But what we have here is certain. It might even be progress. We have something here. Out there is nothing. If you walk out there, you never come back. This isn't somewhere where I want to come back to. Uh, Argo drops his hand. Leave. And he stays there as they leave. Ooh. Alright. Seems like everyone else is heading out back onto Main Street. Argo hey, gave Rick. one point of sad. Actually, Argo, you're going to get a Benny. And uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Nicodemus, you get one point of conviction. Damn. For uh, saving Stilton. What is Against that? all odds. Conviction is almost like a super Benny. It persists between sessions and puts you, when you ah. redeem it, into a heightened state that is extremely good in combat. Excellent. We can go over the specifics of that when you choose to cash it in. Okay. It's I'll extremely strong. It basically means you should be just succeeding at whatever you want for a turn. Yep. Excellent. So, when everyone gets out here, Beck is kind of in the road, but standing in the shadow of one of the buildings. Uh, the shadows that have been cast by this strange, dreamy light. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, how much if this even needs to be rolled or anything, but. It's clear as he's standing there and has as he's moved around, Beck mostly walks in shadow. He doesn't walk in most of the places that the light touches if he can't help it. And you see as he's making his way towards the flag that's just sort of out in the center of the road, um, that he's walking along these path, this like sort of shadowed path of like here's like a building awning and a and a light pole and uh, you know it, all of these different places, kind of moving through the darkness rather than the light. And Conrad, what's that notice for? What you looking for? So I built my uh, compass without even knowing what it was pointing at, really, initially. Um, right. Well, do I following notice... that, it will take you right to Rick Ryder, who is still, like, sitting there, uh, cross-legged, arms crossed, like, pouting like a child, and but staying put as he has been instructed. I just have a moment where I'm just kind of like, oh, that's what that's pointing at. Uh, okay, then. 
when Beck notices Conrad sitting by him and like paying special attention to Rick, uh, Beck just looks up and kind of speaks to them generally and says, now you want to stay out of the dream light if you can help it. Doesn't happen all at once, but after a while, it'll do that to you. That's what we call an example. And what an example. Definitely not something you want to follow in the footsteps of. What does it look like? The what do you light. mean? The dreamlight. Dream light. Oh. Out here, you might notice looking outside of the bounds of this well-defined town. That things get a little hazy. Things shift. But sometimes things stay a bit in focus. The way when you're in a dark room for a long time, things begin to come into picture. It's all around us, this moonless light. The best way to keep safe here is stay out of it. You won't be able to avoid it for forever, but as far as you can get for it from it when you can, the better off you are. Underground might even be the best. And he just points to the sky. And as he's raising his hand, his hand sort of moves out of the shadow. And it's sort of like the shadow is steam coming off of his hand, kind of evaporating as this sort of dreamy, purplish dream light is hitting it, uh, emanating from this moonless, starless sky above us. Now, Nicodemus, that tracks 100% with your observations from down in the basement beneath the meat wagon. It seemed like whatever corruption was touching this town and causing things to decay was definitely much slower down there underground. So what I'm getting at is if you dig a tunnel or you make a shelter underground, you're safer than if you sleep under the moonlight. Oh, most certainly. <laughs> Now this light, hard to explain. The dream is a collection of ideas. Ideas that are iterated upon and changed constantly. It moves from place to place, person to person, shifting as you walk it. And you wanna stay out of that shifting sea. Now, the further you go out there, the further you go from these people, the worse it's gonna get for you. Being lucid in the dream is not a blessing. Your mind is not built to understand the horrors of that reality. It's safer here. We call them domains. Who's we? Oh, you really don't know much, do you? We are but visitors to the dream. There are whole civilizations here. They call them endemic life, I've heard. The kind that just propagate 
and live and pop into existence at our very whims, trickling down from the top side like ideas discarded from forgotten memories. They live out there. My guess is this Lord Barbados, he's one of them. But who knows? It's hard to say. I think as Beck is saying this, he's walking towards the edge of town, uh, walking towards sort of where the, the, the landscape starts to become mirage as far <laughs> as he can go um, and staying within earshot. And he stops kind of just short of where this fog, this kind of dreamy haze is rolling in. And then he just kind of stops and says... I don't, I'm not a learned man, you see. What I know comes from experience. I heard someone once, a witch, refer to it as liminality. A sort of state between places. That's the key to coming down here, to walking through the dream. That space right before you fall asleep. But when you start to lose focus, that's the key to walking through the dream. And just as he says this, he goes to pass through the barrier. Does anything happen? Not immediately. You feel yourself start to pass from the safety of the town, but it's gradual. It's not something that will just snap you're in the deep now. It's something that you feel the swirling pressure of sub-reality twisting around you in a way that makes the stomach churn and makes the mind wander, but isn't having any immediate outward effects. And Conrad, as Beck describes this land and the endemic life forms here, your mind immediately snaps to that captured creature. Yes. If there are civilizations here, if there are people here, it might qualify as one and it might be able to lead you to more. Yes, that's my immediate thought. I want to go check up on him now if I can. All right. Uh, are you going to alert the others or try and slip away? Uh, no, I'm going to tell them what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, hey, yeah, so this is going to sound weird, but those uh, endemic life forms he was talking about, I think we got one. Uh, I basically tied up this creature thing uh, in a box that I made, and uh, I'm going to go check on him. I'll be right back. Does anyone follow? <laughs> uh, do you need help with that? Would you like help with that? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, uh, come with. I, I could maybe use a hand, potentially. Reach your thing? Yeah, so... Beck, um... This is more of a GM thing between me and Ka, but Be Beck was testing to see the limits of this domain, right? Mm -hmm. This is something that has happened before. 
Beck has been, he has walked the dream desert. He has seen places and come to in various lands. But as we mentioned last session, this is very rare for him to suddenly be grounded in a place that was not dreamlike, that is lucid. Um, and so as he's stepping out, he's trying to test kind of where that liminality is, where that that entryway to the outside would be. Is there anything I need to roll to see if he finds that? Yeah, give me an occult. Okay. Uh, occult or focus? I'll say either one. I'm going to roll focus because it's better. And Nicodemus trying to help with that. Yeah, sure. Oh. Uh, you can give me an occult for Nicodemus. All right. Uh, neither of you are finding any, like, hard limitations, like a membrane to pass through. It almost feels like the descent into the otherness of the other side is gradual here. And Beck, that strikes you as odd because most yeah. of the places you have visited here that are safe from the deleterious effects of the other side do so with intention, almost like a barrier or force field. Like a hard line. Yeah, a hard line. Whereas this feels gradual and may in fact be slowly receding. I'm gonna slowly up some... receding? receding as in okay. this town may not suffer that protection much longer. Gotcha. Okay. Um does I want I, well I want to let Nico Nico speak. You had something to say? I repeat what the heart said, which is the father knows your shame. Uh Ooh. You said you knew her. Yeah, I, I did. I knew her a long time ago. And the father. Hmm. I think Beck turns back and walks back into town and kind of walks like right up to Nico and kind of squares away with him like he's He's about a foot away from him, like closer than maybe he should be, but in the way that a very intimidating person doesn't understand their own boundaries. And he kind of looks directly at Nico's, uh, Nico, like in the uh, in his eyes. And he makes really direct eye contact with him. And this might be the first time anyone is seeing Beck's face, like truly front on. His left side is just kind of marred in, in this scar, he has a, his eye is really cloudy and yellow on the left side. Um, his fur is kind of singed away. He has these burn marks and they, they kind of go down the side back to the back of his neck as if he was like laying face down in a fire at one point. And he just says in an almost solemn way, his, his eyes um, filled now with more concern than anything else, not fear, but almost a hopeful concern, that kind where you're almost wishing for the worst. He says, you ever heard of a man named Edward Kettle? Did I roll? You, 
You can give me a faith roll for that. So this is a particularly difficult roll. However, a six is going to succeed. You have heard passing in, not necessarily scripture, but like news print media that is relevant to uh, religious interests, reports of someone named Edward Kettle a long time ago uh, forming his own religion. But that's about all you have committed to memory about this individual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at that, Beck but. grabs Nico <laughs> at, the, at the collar. Wrong at answer. At the collar and is, is like, going to growl at him. And he just says, is he here? Tell me where he is. Just heard about him in passing. This. He was the religious guy. Mm. This doesn't shatter Beck, but it does shake him back to control. And he just sets Nicodemus down <laughs> and scoffs and then just goes, we'll find him, I'll tell you that. And then he starts walking to wherever uh, Conrad was going. Who's taller? Uh, Nicodemus. Beck, Beck is about 5'11", <laughs> so once again, me Listen. playing short kings that are threatening people much bigger than him. You have to, li you have to lift him under his arms like some... <laughs> I love that we've set a standard that 5'9 is a short king. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> All so, right. Uh, yeah. Well, did, did I learn anything about the religion that he founded? Um, uh, you do I just know that just, it was just some religion? Some religion. A lot of people in the letters, they were essentially essays decrying like pop religion and how people were being gratuitous in making splinter religions without looking into a hat for the word of God like good old uh, Joseph Smith did. So I describe him as a cultist, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. More All things right. change, more they stay the same. So, we're gonna go ahead and follow Conrad now. Heading on into the print office. Let's see. The, I think that Lynn had probably followed along. All right. Not sure who else. So I think pretty much everyone except Argo is heading on into the print office. Does that sound right? Yep. All yep. right. Uh, Conrad. You hear rattling in the cage that has had the cover thrown back over it. Do you want to reveal this creature to the audience that has gathered around? Yeah, but before I do that, I'm going to sort of like um, peek under the thing covering it to just sort of make eye contact with him. And I just want to see like what his initial reaction is uh, to me. Uh, it immediately lurches towards the the bars, knocking the cover off of the crate, and it, it begs you with pleading voice and it asks, 
please, toes. And we're going to take our break there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go grab some toes. I'll be right back. Please. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to go ahead and uh, get back on into things. So when we last left off, we found our little goblin friend stuck away underneath the that devilish contraption Conrad had trapped him beneath. Conrad, this little man's asking for some toes. What are you going to do about it? Is this hey. thing visible to the rest of the party? Sorry, I just want to... Oh, yeah. uh, it When it rattled the cage, it did manage to knock the cover off, so I think everyone else is able to behold this little creature now. What the Has hell? Beck ever seen one of these before? You've seen things like this, but as far as you're aware, the creatures of the other side tend to be very individual, individualistic in appearance. No two look yeah. the same, but you can categorize them in terms of behaviors. So but this I think, is, I guess, right. technically, even if the form is different, this is the rough shape of a creature that I have encountered before. Yeah, and if you want to give me an occult check, you can see uh, if you know anything about this particular persuasion of creature. Probably can't. That would be a no. That'll be a no. It, it's definitely some kind of other side critter, but uh, yeah. you don't know much beyond that. Sounds good. Uh, can I roll? Yeah. For, okay. Uh, you don't recognize it, but it recognizes you. Something <laughs> deep in your gut tells you that this creature is not to be trusted. It's almost <laughs> like you have heard the song of the... <laughs> <laughs> Almost like you have heard the song of the bees warning you about creatures like this. They are crafty, wily little things, more cunning than their limited vocabulary would make you suspect. Mm. But that's just a gut feeling. You don't really have anything concrete to back that up with. Totes. I just sort of ask the room at this point, has <laughs> has anyone seen anything like this before? Like Rick? Nah. Rick? I've seen plenty of things on the other side, but I can't say I've seen anything this fucking ugly. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> say it right to his face, why don't you? He's right. Back doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Beck doesn't that, care. We just learned that mirrors don't exist in this universe. Oof. <laughs> I say I got a feeling it's smart. Be careful. Okay, I make a mental note of that comment. Tr trusting your input. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to ask him directly. Uh, Lord Barpatos, do you know who that is? Or what that is? Barpatos? Uh, <laughs> uh, I see. You walked into that one. <laughs> With your toes. <laughs> so, you want toes, right? Toes! So at this point, I just lift up my webbed foot and put it dangerously 
in uh, close to the cage, a little too trustingly. Uh, how does he respond? He grimaces and backs away at your disgusting lack of toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you offended it. Listen, I think I know where I can find toes. Uh, let me try. <laughs> Please! Okay. I think Beck smirks and walks up to Conrad and goes, now this, this is an opportunity. And, uh, <laughs> is this like a, is this like a crate or a cage or what? It, it's, uh, it's like a crate with, uh, some gaps, uh, between the, the slats of the wood planks that make it up enough that you can see into it. Gotcha. Conrad, I think you're looking at this from the wrong perspective. See, this thing wants toes, right? But it don't got whatever your stinky feet have. <laughs> now, I think that he thinks you're mighty unpleasant. We could use that. I was thinking we could the torture it for answers. Okay, I was about to say we were thinking the exact same thing. Uh, I have another direction we can go in. There might be some human remains in the church still, so I keep saying that word. I don't know what that means. There might be human remains in the church still. Uh, in the context, this is a this is a lore thing. Uh, I called I called Ka on that calling, saying something about humanity and cave escape, and he said. I and I quote, humanity in the context of this world refers to all sentient beings. Oh, yeah. thank God. So there you Otherwise, go. language becomes very hard. Oh, yeah, they, exactly. would, <laughs> they would have to call it something. Yeah. Whatever a person is. If you follow the Bigfoot theory, maybe that's uh, the, the the missing link that uh, unites them all. Who knows? Big toe? What? Yeah, big toes. <laughs> anyway, as you were saying. Okay. Oh, jeez. Oh. All right. Okay, uh, listen there, little guy. Um, I know some of my friends have toes, but believe it or not, they're terrible tasting. Worst toes you <laughs> you have ever tasted in your life. No. You don't want them. Yeah, they'll make you sick. They'll give you these weird uh, like warts. You don't want them. Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, warts you don't want. Okay, but uh, just trust me. We're gonna help find you some toes. Do you want to come with? Good toes? Yes, but you have to promise to not eat my friend's toes. Trust me, they just, they're the worst. But what if tasty? <laughs> so, let's see. I will smash this thing's head in if it comes to my toes. <laughs> oh, goodness. These toe tests? Uh yeah, so what are you sciencing? Uh, I'm sciencing fashioning uh, a muzzle for him. Ooh, I like that. And a leash. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Beck is whipping him. No, I am. So I'm not whipping him. What Beck does is reach behind him, seeing what Conrad is like trying to set up, and Beck, from behind him, from his poncho, basically. He just quickly unfurls a full bull whip and just cracks it on the ground next to the creature. Ooh. And he just says, oh, we can play this game. All right. It is terrified of Beck. 
<laughs> we are now constructing a rudimentary toe-proof muzzle for this goblin. So all I, right. at this really point, I'm all, <laughs> all Conrad's science role is doing is he's going to take a shoelace and tie it over his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> With a big, pretty bow. Uh, in oh, fact, yeah. you do find a discarded pair of boots here, and you think that might make good material for this particular purpose. Excellent. So, yeah, I go ahead and just tie his mouth shut and I say, listen, I just uh, he's going to pull out that whip again and get very angry if you try eating any of our toes. But I'm on your side. I'm going to find you some delicious toes. Sound good? <laughs> this snoot just down the long side of the boot that's been tied around his face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that do it. Um, let me see. Okay, <sighs> yeah. I think I'm, I'm good with that now. So I, I, I tied his mouth shut and made like a, a leash of sorts. All right, so you have acquired a somewhat tame goblin companion. Uh, what are you going to do with it? Uh, he's going to follow us, I guess. <laughs> he's going to go where we go <laughs> for now. All right. Could Where I look thing for, come from? Yeah, could I, I? I wanted to see. Could I look for anywhere that it's been or trapped in any evidence of intelligent life or construction or something that would maybe betray something that we don't know about this creature that I might not be saying? Give me a notice check. Yeah. This creature is too cumbrained. It's true. <laughs> 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 you captured the gooner. <laughs> Ooh, my rolls are bad tonight. <laughs> they sure are. That's unfortunate. Uh, you're not noticing like any tracks or any traces of where it might have come from, unfortunately. All Nicodemus finds is is a copy of Toes Monthly, just wadded <laughs> <laughs> uh, up in the corner. So, try not to metagame too hard. Uh, I think Lynn will ask Conrad, like, why the hell is this thing in here? Uh, you know, actually, I don't know how he got here in the first place. Believe it or not, the kids somehow locked him up. Mm. And then trapped. I just sort of, uh, you know, built the uh, tighter construction here, so. Kids in trouble. This is why I hate them. You're going to mind your manners around him while we go figure out what the fuck this thing even is. Oh, is that a threat, big man? Ooh, it's a promise. All right. Does that mean your next destination is to go talk to Kit? Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I don't want to say out loud what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> uh, th that I, that was not a great role, was it? No. Okay. Uh, you got bennies. Better roll. That's a better roll. What you trying to do? Okay. Uh, you can I'll PM that to me if you need to. Yeah. 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 It, it's not immediately relevant, so. Alrighty. All right. So now with the uh, goblin in tow, uh, is your next objective to in go tow. see Kit? Yeah. <laughs> I know what I did. You gotta keep that that goblin in tow before you end up with towing goblin. <laughs> Boo. Or do you have somewhere else that you want to head out to first? 
It's like I want to see Beck, or I want to see Kit, but I don't want to see Beck with Kit. I think that's a bad idea. <laughs> you could ask him to wait here while you deal with something. On your Beck and call. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I'm, I might try to go to the church with Beck and see if the uh, little goblin gremlin guy can find any uh, toes. Oh, there you go. Go take idea. your goblin for a walk. Yeah, while, take the goblin uh, for a walk. Absolutely. Talk to Kit. <laughs> I want the guy. I want him to know that I, I'm really trying to get him some toes here. All right. So Beck and Conrad are going to head to the church with the goblin. Uh, anyone else going with them or does everyone else want to head to the sheriff's? I had to kid. All right. I'll join Chance. Nico. Chance okay. you to go with kids. I don't know if I'm good with kids, but I might might not scare them like Beck would. I think I already did that plenty. Kids are easy. They have no poker face. We're not, we're not going to mention how kids were allowed to drink alcohol in this time period. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to get it? It sucks. Let them, let, them, let them have whiskey. They need it. Okay, so let's see. So next we're going to cut to not the church and not the sheriff's office either, but down on somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. There are whores afoot. There sure are. <laughs> Argo, after what happened upstairs, you need a little bit of refuge, a little bit of comfort. And you come on down to a place that's grown increasingly familiar to you over the course of the past month. And you see the last member of the staff that still works down here greeting you with a nod of his head. And he says, The hero of Southpaw. Lovely to see you again. Oh, don't hit me with that. <laughs> Why does Sugar Plum Fairy play here? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's royalty free. Oh my God. Well, there are fairies here, so it does <laughs> make sugar. sense. Lots of sugar. Mm. Argo just pushes in familiar hands, finding their way under the shirt, around the back, and they end up on something soft. Mm. Might have to start calling you the hero of soft paws. <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> <laughs> the jealousy in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Now, tell me, what's on your mind, Argo? Where do you see yourself next week? Well, if things don't change at all, you, I suppose. Oh, that bad, huh? <laughs> Trust me, I could do much worse. You don't have to lie to me. Sweetheart, you gotta stop beating yourself up. I would mean to ask you something. Ask it, boy. You ever been in love? <sighs> I thought I might have once. It uh, 
It's a bit hard to tell, I think. The difference between affection and erection. <laughs> you live in the after? I suppose you could say that. <sighs> Ever say I had someone once? You've told me the story a few times when you were a little less sober than you are today. There's a reason I don't drink. It's not a good look on you, I have to admit. I don't know what it was, but it is over. Definitively. The kind you can't go back from. That's a shame. But even when one story ends, that just makes room for another to start. How much longer do you think there's going to be anything left in here? We used to have roommates. We did. We sure did. But the Lord saw fit to take quite a lot from us, didn't he? You miss MT? I do. He was your favorite. He was. <laughs> oh, the things he could do with his... Oh, oh. oh, I shouldn't think about that. I guess what I'm wondering is... If he was out there, would you leave? If he was out there... I don't know what I could do to bring him back. But if I did know, I think I might try. You're a stronger man than me. Oh, of course. You're like, what, 80 pounds soaking wet? <laughs> <laughs> Argo just squeezes him a little tighter and the scene ends. All right. Let's cut over to the sheriff's office next. Yo, this track goes hard, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. Let's see. I, I laughed at your comment that was getting wild. <laughs> the wild little cloud around <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. So let's find our sheriff. I'm over in the corner. No! Let's <laughs> <laughs> find Kit. Get him out here. I keep uh, I keep uh, forgetting to bump his size up so he's at the right size. Feels there. accurate. And the sheriff, it seems like he's actually awake now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 Still covered in blood, though. And when the rest of y'all arrive, let me put some different music on. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> when you arrive, you do see Kit uh, kneeling down by the sheriff, uh, holding the sheriff's head in his lap. And you see the sheriff gulping down some water that he's being offered, but... He doesn't seem like he's able to speak at the moment. 
Kit looks up as he sees the rest of you arrive. And he says, So what happened with with Taslin Beck? He's going to be around for a while. We need you to steer clear of him. After what I saw, I, I can't argue with that. You hold up. Best sheriff. I can, I suppose. Oh, you're talking to the sheriff? I don't think he's in the mood for talking right now. He tried and a whole bunch of blood and beans came up all out of his mouth. <laughs> you can just nod his head. <laughs> the sheriff doesn't nod his head, so Kit reaches down and nods the sheriff's head for him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for staying put and looking after him. It means a lot. It's most I can do in this situation, I suppose. You know, on the bright side, kid. You got to meet Taslin Beck. I sure is. did. I'm kind of wishing I didn't now. I, I thought he was... I don't know what I thought. I kind of thought outlaws like him might be, you know, just heroes by another name who stick it to the unjust lawmen that are holding us down. But Sheriff Stilton ain't like that. Sheriff Stilton can't hold nobody down, even if he tried. <laughs> We saved you. The outlaw life ain't always what it's cracked up to be. I guess so. And uh, as you're sitting there speaking with Kit, somebody else arrives. It's the deputy. Of this clown. Uh-oh. The deputy strolls in. His jingle, jangle, jingle. Uh, preceding him and he takes one look at the scene before him and his face drops immediately and he takes out his gun now who in the hell did this weren't none of us you can stand down he looks around the room to each of you gathered here, then to Kit and to Stilton. And he puts his gun away, but he doesn't take his eyes off of people. You can tell he is ready to snap that out with a quick draw motion at any moment. And he looks down to Kit and he asks, Kit, you tell the truth now. Who did this? And you can see Kit looks very crossed wires. He doesn't know if he wants to tell on Taslin Beck. Uh, I have a proposal. Out of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's too much to like trying to formulate on the fly, but this dude looks pretty wiry. Um, Agreed. I think that uh, in this situation, 
I think Lin's just going to try to keep the keep the attention on himself just to kind of diffuse the situation. Um, and just looking dusty square in the eyes says, the kid's been through a lot tonight. Just give him a moment. His attention does indeed turn up to Lin, and he repeats himself. I ain't gonna ask this anymore. I'm gonna ask this one, one final time. Who shot my sheriff? I kind of want to back up Lynn and say, you need to go look at the church. It's not just the sheriff. Been through a right. lot tonight. All I'm of us. I'm gonna take you on your word for that. And he takes his leave and heads towards the church gun in hand he's gonna get shot what's he doing to hold up his pants <laughs> uh, he appears to have uh, tied his belt like around itself without a buckle it looks really bad excellent <laughs> <laughs> alright so y'all gonna stay here or you gonna follow him I'm going to talk to Kit first All right. about the goblin. Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, found out that you captured something. We've been oh, stringing you, it along. You mean that goblin? I. Yeah, it was a wily critter. I had to put all kinds of weird snacks out before it finally went for one. How'd you catch them? Well, I got some celery and stuffed it in a sausage casing. Like a toe? Yeah, like a toe. That's what the legend said they eat. And sure enough, he uh, he went for it, but he, he didn't like it because it weren't real toes. What legend? Oh, the legends of the goblins. Like they call them that because they're always goblin toes. Is that true? It's kind of like whispering into Cone Chance. <laughs> <laughs> Nicodemus, give me an occult role. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Please be true. Oh, they must be referring to goblins with two Bs, not goblins with one B. Oh. Yeah, that that's different. Yeah, goblins are toe eaters. That's all you know about them. But the, le- the legends <laughs> must be true. Checks out. This checks out. Yeah, I, I got did a whole bunch of research on them from the, the back issues of the Mind's Eye Gazette. They got all kinds of stories about cryptids. Well, the mine's eye used to report on goings on in the mine back when there used to be a mine here. But once people found out there weren't no silver in it, then uh, the the Gazette turned to more interesting things, reporting on outlaws like Taslin Beck and cryptids like um, jackalopes. They have a, a archive of some of this old lore that you can think of. No, yeah, there's all at the print office. That's how I learned me my letters and my arithmetic. Oh, they got these these funny little puzzles in the back of them. How long they shut down? Uh, Probably just a few years back. They had a slow decline as they uh, turned to more lurid sources of entertainment and amusement. They never got rid of the puzzles, though. Tell you what, puzzles are 
God's gift to education. I, I have an entirely puzzle-based education, and I am proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like me for real. <laughs> the the sentence was funny, but it just the thought of the ramifications of that. It took a few seconds to hit me, and that's almost even funnier than the idea that the smartest person in this town, the most learned and read person in the town other than Nicodemus and Conrad, is a kid who did a shitload of puzzles in a, in a, news, in a tabloid office. Listen, listen, those boys' life spot the differences in goofuses and gallons. They hit different. <laughs> he did a lot of crosswords and learned a lot of things. <laughs> Never met a puzzle I can't smash. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask him, uh, so where did you first come across this goblin that made you want to catch him? What was he doing? Where was he? I saw him sniffing around on the outskirts of town, or there's a couple of them, actually, but most of them cleared off. This one was a little more ornery than the rest. Where'd the rest of them go? I don't know. They disappeared back out into the fog. Got a direction? Nah, all around the town. I see him coming from every direction. But uh, I suppose if you went out that ways and he uh, points north, uh, that might be your best bet. That's where I saw the most activity. I get a feeling that these things are a whole lot smarter than they let off. I want yeah. you to be careful around them. Think so? How, how smart you can be if all you eat is toes? I ain't brain food. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to be muted. <laughs> now listen here. Some of the most dangerous people you ever run into are the ones that want Eat you toes? to think they're stupid. Oh. <laughs> Alright. I'll I'll take those words to heart, mister. Good boy. Oh, pat him on the pat him on the shoulder. He gets that little blush to him and his tongue sticks out. At the end of this campaign, we're gonna learn his last name is Bueller. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> I can't handle that. We <laughs> should have saved that for the after show, sorry. <laughs> the, the, the dialogue, the punchiness of the dialogue just reminded me of like, oh no, not yet. And it just did. <laughs> and from there. Woo. Woo. All, right. Chuckle. all right so, so with that you got any more questions for him or are you gonna head out uh, we'll see over under on uh that their deputy getting shot already uh pretty good i figure he's uh he's a quick shot but uh tazlin beck is tazlin beck we ought to make sure that doesn't happen agreed you good here with Stilton. Yeah, I'll stay here with him. Appreciate it. All right. Now let's move back on out to the churchyard. Where nothing bad ever did happen. This has been a weird day. <laughs> it sure has. Let's see. Over to the churchyard. By now, the fires uh, died down, and there's just smoldering cinders of ruins that are not pictured in this particular image, but you can imagine them in your mind's eye. And oh. we have 
back and we have Conrad with a leashed goblin sniffing around the ruins looking for toes. It's going to be really weird seeing that out of context. <laughs> I think Beck is like probably kneeling down in. Are we able to like get into the smoldering wreck? Uh, or is, yeah, it, is it too hard to navigate? It's pretty hard to navigate, but you can make your way on in there. It might be a little dangerous. There's a lot that's still hot and smoldering, but you're no stranger to the fire. You've yeah. walked with it before. I think Beck is mm-hmm. is kneeling in, in like probably like a puddle, <laughs> for lack of a better word, like of remains. When he first went in there, you mentioned that p- the various bodies were mutilated um, and strewn about. Now, are we talking like full bodies or are we talking like this is a pile of doom, you know, doom 2016 viscera that's just sitting on the floor? Now, they they weren't giblets. They were mostly intact bodies that had been cut open almost as if a blood offering was made to that creature that was Mm -hmm. emerging from the corpse of Damascus hung up on the cross. Mm. Beck, Beck is like investigating this. The first question is, just to be clear, he doesn't recognize any of this congregation. They all seem to to be from this place, right? Right. Do I need other, to investigate? Or? Other than Damascus and uh, the goat nun, uh, yeah. none of them seem familiar to you at all. Gotcha. I think he looks at Conrad and goes, I did a real number on these people. You know any of them? Uh, I think as he says that, too, he's like, perks up one of the bodies like perks up the skull like the half half mauled skull of one of the bodies and just kind of you know this skull to it you know this one know any of these people thankfully no I pretty much kept myself on the outskirts of town most of the time give me a common knowledge roll for Conrad oh Oh, that's pretty good. Maybe I did recognize someone. Who knows? So you didn't deal with any of these people directly, but in your few trips into town, since uh, since it fell to the other side, you heard the rumors going around that all the faithful who were really reverent uh, ended up locking themselves in the church, content to wait out whatever this Armageddon was in there. Hmm. Is there like a... Huh. Beck is going to... Like... He's gonna do something gruesome. Uh, Beck is going to... Like dip his hand like pierce his hand into the body of one of them Mm -hmm. and then sort of like a tracker uh like touching blood and tasting it and smelling it he's going to like lick his fingertips and see how long have they been dead was it recent or was this staged these corpses are pretty charred, but if you want, you can shovel some charred ass flesh into your mouth. 
Oh, he's fine with that. All like, right. He's eating worse for sure. Yummy. He likes it blackened. Um, so this well done meat seems like it's been here for a while. And given the nature of how things are starting to decay around here, it's gotten pretty rotten. So you think these dead have been dead for maybe a week by now. Um, gotcha. Except in the two that were taken care of since you got here, of course. Mm. That's flavor. So I, th I think at this point, too, I'm just trying to what I came for was uh, looking for snacks. So. Oh, unfortunately, you're not able to find any good looking toes. Can I help uh, in any way? Uh, sure. Yeah, you can give me a note. How would I also. do that? Just also give me a notice. Oh, OK, cool. Yeah, this is going to be hard. Benny for the toe. Benny for toes. <laughs> yeah, probably can't. Well, Scott, right Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Oh. All right. So there's no toes amongst the dead that were arranged around the cross. But you do notice you didn't manage to get all of Damascus when <laughs> Erebus set upon him. It looks like the feet came off at the ankle and they're still attached to the cross. Do you point this out to your little toe-sucking friend? I think uh, before Beck does anything, Beck is looking up at the cross. Beck is trying to investigate. Like, he's trying to piece together the picture of everything that happened. He understood intrinsically there was something inside of Damascus, this new thing that was emerging, this new Damascus or this thing that it was host to. Um, he's trying to figure out what Billy's role in all of this was. And, uh, you know, he's definitely going to go up to the cross and sort of look at it. And he's he's just taking it all in first before he says anything. Is there anything else he notices? Is Erebus responding to any of this at all, etc.? Give me another occult roll. Ooh. I'll get the... Uh, Gonna be hard. Damas Damascus see. back up on screen as you visualize him in your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Four. That's not bad. You recall that he had those red pustules upon him. The same kind that graced the face of that transformed creature that had once been known as Rick Ryder, and the same kind that graced this goblin here before you now. And you remember, someone used to say, in regards to Damascus, that there was a monster inside of him. And mm. there's a, a little bit of irony that the form he was twisted into when he burned up in that church almost looked like there was a monster emerging from inside of him. I think Beck's hand is out like by his side and he suddenly feels the bristle of of like fur walking underneath his hand as, you know, like a cat that wants to be uh, given attention does. Uh, Erebus walks up underneath his hand and sort of pets himself upon Beck. 
Uh, and Beck just looks to the tiger and says, You know this one? The tiger doesn't verbalize, but it bristles as if to acknowledge that this is not the face of a creature that it enjoys the presence of. And that distaste mm. does imply familiarity. However, as Erebus manifests beside you, the goblin freaks the fuck out. <laughs> no! No! Darkness, no! And it tries to break away from Conrad. Conrad, give me a strength roll. Oops, strength. Oh, yeah, up here. Ooh, that's not very good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Still oh. not great. Oh. All right. Goblin on the loose. We're, we're, we've got a goblin on the loose. Uh, it's breaking away. Uh, Beck, are you hitting it with the whip? I wanted to try and grapple it with the whip. Okay. Yeah, you can do that. Like, lash out around its ankle and yank it or something. So I got it a six. An incredibly low parry. How is its parry that low? Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that is definitely going to hit it. And uh, you're <laughs> able to snag it. It plops forward face first into one of the bodies on the ground, causing the ash and dust to dissipate in a thick cloud that makes it sneeze. Sit still. <laughs> no toes. Listen, we're going to we're going to try to find you toes and the darkness <laughs> is on our side tonight. Beck laughs at that. <laughs> Beck actively. <laughs> oh, Conrad, you are in over your head. You better learn to not shoot your mouth off when you speak, boy. It is <laughs> never on our side. And I just silently nod at that. <laughs> maybe maybe Conrad can notice some toes. Oh, he tried. I tried. I have found, I've been finding some, but uh, I think like they're just way too charred. And uh, I've, like, say, I've, yeah. I've picked one up and uh, I feel like he's just kind of like, nope, that's not, it's not fresh enough. They like just interesting marshmallows. <laughs> just gets a little oh, bit too like burnt. It. Yeah. <laughs> now, yep. now, Conrad, you're a man of science, ain't you? Yes. I think with that, Beck motions with his free hand and just sort of points up at the cross. Before you take those down, what do you think of this? Did you get a good look at this before you fired your gun? don't think Conrad was able to see that from his uh, vantage no. point outside. No, no, I didn't. Got it. Is crucifixion normal around these parts in your experience? Uh, I really haven't heard much about it, so I'm going to say no. Mm, thought so. They were feeding something. I've been privy to something like this before. This hunger can change a man. Uh, Beck is just 
motioning for Conrad to feel free to take the feet down off the wall if he really wants to. Are they're nailed in there? Good luck. Uh, yes, they are nailed in. I mean, you don't need the whole foot. Yeah, yeah I've got a hatchet. Uh, while Conrad is doing that, Beck is basically, he's like pulling up the the leash that he's made. He's like, he's rolling up his whip around his like elbow the way you do like a vacuum cable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has one boot on top of the goblin's back to prevent him from moving. Ooh. He's probably digging his spurs in a little bit. All right. Yeah, I've got a hatchet on me, so I can use that to uh, remove the toes, I suppose. Uh, Awesome looking ass. (laughs) Uh, As you uh, take the feet down and uh, take a hatchet to them, uh, the goblin takes notice of this. And despite the pain he is experiencing from his rough treatment at the feet of Tazlinbeck, he says, no, hold those. (laughs) He doesn't want them removed. Oh. Huh. Listen here, you ungrateful piece of shit. You don't <laughs> shut your mouth. I'll fill you with holes. Oh, holes. And Beck is kind of leaning down at him, like most, like he's, he has the gun like jammed up underneath his chin. Okay, yeah. Can I just pry the uh, the entire foot off at this point then? Because the foot is uh, is yeah, severed you, from a, above yeah, parts, right? Off. Yeah. No Ew. take, only toes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just ripping, I'm ripping the, the entire foot off then, and uh, I, I don't. Am I able to pull, yank it off successfully? You are. Okay. So now I, 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 I hold the severed foot <laughs> right in front of his face. How does he react? Uh, he leaps upon it, savagely licking and slurping and sucking at those toes, uh. and before your very eyes. The toes vanish off the foot as if it never had toes to begin with. (laughs) I don't know if that's better. (laughs) And you see the creature swell up with a full belly, like a distinct paunch as if it has had far more sustenance than you have actually provided. Uh, And it writhes in pleasure beneath Beck. Oh, toes. <laughs> does Beck under does Beck feel anything about this? Uh, this experience. <laughs> uh, I meant conceptually speaking, this hunger being sated. Does that stir anything? What's going on here? Give me another occult roll. What okay. is going on here? FA front page. It's hard. It's hard and difficult to roll. Everyone, I assure you, this is very important lore. This is very important lore. I need to understand, am I allowed to click the free reroll whenever it happens, or do I need to keep track of that? Uh, The free reroll is if you have an edge that gives you a free reroll. Like, Argo has an edge that lets him free reroll any (laughs) persuasion. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. Done a betty on that. Ooh, there's that four. All right. A six. Excellent. All right. So this isn't something you've encountered before, but you are seeing parallels here to this creature's hunger for toes and the unnatural ways in which it is sated compared to the hunger Erebus bestows upon you and the unnatural way in which it is sated. 
the way gotcha. you understand the other side to be laid out conceptually, it seems as if they might be related in terms of the domain of hunger. This thing was afraid of my friend here, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a predator so much as if it's his ruler. You show deference to this one, don't you? And I think Beck gets real close to the creature and goes, Does a lord of hunger speak to you? Hunger? Hunger, toes, fear, darkness. That's what I thought. I think Beck eases up on him now. Uh, you know, he's still bound like around the ankle with this this expertly lashed like whip crack that he did, but Beck isn't standing on him anymore. The creature like sprawls out on its back in the afterglow of toes, like rubbing its belly. Uh. It's disgusting. This thing here, it's a, it's like a lesser being of the dream. Some kind of, I don't know, avatar of hunger. I don't think it poses much a threat when it's sated. Let him go for too long, and I know what that feels like. Toe inflation. <laughs> so, so at at this point, uh, uh. <laughs> sorry, I try asking him a second time. Okay. Now that he's more satiated, mm-hmm. Lord Barbados, does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Barbados, Lord Decay. Hmm. Do you know where he is? Hmm. Decay. Between fear and hunger. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I know what that means. Is is Nicodemus here now? What? He's not. He's not. <laughs> no. Okay. Out of character. Uh, is Beck understanding? Yes. So yeah. Beck recalls in his days of dreamwalking that one does not traverse the other side in terms of east to west, south to north. Instead, one follows a path of ideas. Common directions might be something along the lines of follow the trail of misery into ruin and at the nadir of desolation find purpose. Those are all places one finds through traversal through thematic links. Simply walking north as far as you can isn't really going to lead you anywhere. So, if this place, this seat of decay, rests between fear and hunger, you sort of get an idea of how you might get there. 
We might need to leave sooner than I thought. He's given us directions. Does Beck think that his rare state now of being satiated is going to pose a problem with this journey. A problem, no, but you don't know how long that's going to last. Gotcha. You don't know if you're going to feel satiated for long. You felt this a little bit in the past when Erebus has set upon your most hated of enemies, but this is particularly fulfilling. More so mm. than the others have been in the past, at least. Now, hunger is a compass. Your body telling you you need something. No way to go but to look for it. Beck holsters his gun and uh, kind of loosens the the whip and just is now going to walk towards the head of the church, I guess. Uh, we might need to teach y'all the dream walk. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Now, give me a notice check for Beck and for Conrad. Oh, uh, love nope. to see it. <gasps> uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you hate it. Oh, so many Why won't it let fails. me re-roll it with a Benny? Give it to me. You can't re-can't <laughs> Benny a crit fail. Yep, that's no. correct. Which is fun. Yep. Especially since you can cause a crit fail with a Benny. Yep. And then no. you keep it. No, the game sucks when I'm doing poorly and is good when I'm uh -huh. doing great. This is yep. fair. Yeah, I'm a Let's Player too. <laughs> All right. Conrad, you notice a man walking with purpose towards Taslin Beck. Uh-oh. Yeah. So uh, I clear my throat loudly to get Beck's attention, and I just walk away uh, to make sure I'm not between them. <laughs> you may have just saved his life. Okay. Beck, I'd like you to draw mm -hmm. a card. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. Uh, we gonna quick draw? Because this is gonna be real fun. Uh, which yep. deck do I pull out? The Deadlaws deck? Or... Um, let me get you a deck for that real quick. Uh, you can just draw from the action deck. Which is called... Um, I don't think you have access to that. Let me give you access to that real quick. Okay. I have the action cards discard pile. One moment. Uh, action deck. Do, do, do. This is a hand. Get y'all's popcorn ready. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Adding. But I like Bucky. <laughs> what about Becky? All right. Do you see the quick draw hand now? I do. Right. What do I do? I open it. Do I press draw? Uh, I believe you do. 
and then draw mode top first number one deadlaw. Uh, it says draw from deadlaw's deck or dealing with devil deck. Let me add the initiative deck. So, all right, now you should be able to draw from the initiative deck. Initiative deck. All right, let's see. Eight of spades. All right, and then he is going to draw. He draw back. Wait, what? No, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's an auto win. Yeah. Hang on, I uh, mean it. He drew the queen stuff. of diamonds. Uh oh. So, as he's coming up upon you, you hear the jingle jangle jingle of his spurs after Conrad clears his throat and makes his presence known to you. And a look passes between the two of you. No words are exchanged, but you know in this moment what is about to happen. An unsigned agreement has been made between these two gentlemen, and they know the terms of this duel. Now, Buckshot is going to shoot first. He pulls out his Colt Peacemaker, and he makes a shooting roll. Lightning fast. You have never seen a gun enter a man's hand as fast as this before. He rolls a seven, and that is going to hit you. But let's see if it does enough to put you down for the count. I have a question. Mm -hmm. I have a quick draw perk that allows me to pull an additional action card at the beginning of every round. Did that affect anything like initiative? Fuck, that means you get another card. You might go before him. Let's mm -hmm. uh, draw another card for you. <laughs> I can also apparently attempt to intimidate with quick draw, or mm -hmm. not intimidate, interrupt. Ooh. And I get plus two on athletics for it to, to do whatever I want. So, oh, my goodness. Sorry. I knew I had a quick draw skill. I just couldn't remember how it worked. So I had to yeah. look it up. Um, initiative deck. Uh, oh, there's a lot of stuff there. I don't know how you that works. Like a, um, is it a king or an ace to beat that? Yeah, you have to get a king or an ace or I think one of the other queens. I don't remember how the suits are arranged. Initiative deck. King of Spades. Oh my fucking oh, god. god. Hell yeah. Damn. All right. So I'm going to see how much damage he would have done. Uh, not not hell yeah. Assuming he, he had gotten a turn. Uh, so Should we assuming... roll at the same time and do a Han shot first type situation? Yeah, let's do it. Let's roll yours right. out. Let's see that shoot and roll. All right. That's enough to hit him. Yeah. All right, so I think what happens just in the imagery of it is uh, Buckshot, you know, with conviction, stares back down, and there's that cold silence as this windless night kind of drifts between us, and it's light overhead, the, the dream light there. But then again, just like before, uh, a shadow passes over like the moon behind a cloud, and... You hear the gunshot go off uh, from Buckshot, but Beck just moves slightly to the right, and the bullet whizzes by him, and he immediately quick draws and fires. And oh let's God. see. Uh, do I have to apply damage? How does that work? I press the button. Uh, no, go ahead and roll the damage. Just roll? Okay. Let's see how it goes. 
Bucky, no. It should have been Rick. This man is not a wild card. He's an extra. It is the fastest you've seen a man ever put a gun into his hand, but you know why? That's because you've never seen your own hand from that perspective. I used my Benny here, sorry, just because I was meant to extract it when I clicked on the quick draw. It just didn't do it before, so... That's what that was for. (laughs) So before that shot can leave his gun, you have already fired. And you have hit him. Where do you think you hit him? You tell me. Um, Beck is a very experienced gunman. And he has killed many, many people. um, And he knows better than to aim for someone's head. Uh, because you are more likely to miss. So he, just like with Stilton, goes to pierce it right through the center of his chest, center mass. Mm, It's almost romantic, the way they both take that same wound from you. It ties them together, even as this one departs this mortal coil. You drop him immediately. His finger still clutches the trigger and manages to loose that shot, but it goes wide. It doesn't hit you. You shot the sheriff, and you also shot the deputy. Beck, (laughs) as as he goes down, I want Beck to walk up to him, and uh, as is the right of a winner of a duel like this, he will take his conquest and just immediately rip his throat out with his teeth. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. Oh. Uh. Uh. Whoa. Is that standard practice in duels? (laughs) Uh, Standard practice for Taslin Beck. Uh.